Did you hear that? Was it the horror comedy podcast with Jake and Haley? Oh my god, it was. This podcast is for inhalation use only. And that means it's not for kids. Hi, it's me, Haley, your friend, your host, your concierge until the unknown. Hi, it's me again. Yes, I smoked some weed and I might have drank some whiskey, but it was for the team. And it's time for me to tell you scary stories. I edit these as lightly as possible, tell them as I read them, and I put in some spooky sounds post-production. If you have a scary story that you would like to hear, please email it to me at the Horror Comedy Podcast. Oh, hold on. Had to fight my cat off. Please email it to me at the Horror Comedy Podcast at gmail.com. That's the Horror Comedy P-O-T cast at gmail.com you can dm it to us on instagram at thc podcast or send us a fucking tiktok get crazy thc podcast baby you already know i would love to hear from you um funny story i only started doing these mini episodes because i wrote an episode about cannibals that sucked ass <laughs> and we didn't want to do it we were going to do two full episodes a week very glad that we didn't commit to that because this is way more fun so please send me your scary stories i love doing this today i have three stories for you i have some chinese food waiting for me so i'm very hungry but i couldn't choose so i think this one's going to be a little bit longer than usual i'm going to make sacrifices because I love you guys, all of you guys, and um, this is really my passion, and I couldn't choose. So here it goes. This is from an anonymous user on the paranormal board of 4chan. It's from a Who's the Biggest Creep You Ever Met thread. I worked a graveyard shift at a Turnpike Burger King in the Midwest, and I will never forget some of the strange people I met. At 2 a.m., getting ready to switch over to breakfast and shut down the boiler. I hear someone obnoxiously clearing their throat up by the <coughs> registers instead of just calling for someone. Usually, I only get truckers this time of the night, and this guy looks the part. He's morbidly obese, two-foot-long beard, a Duck Dynasty shirt that somehow looks 30 years old, and a cartoonish southern accent to match. He slips me a 20 to make him a burger, despite it being breakfast time. As I'm making his food... We start having a conversation. Nothing weird, but this guy is definitely more eager than most people. I chalk it up to him being a lonely trucker. Halfway through our conversation, his accent starts slipping, and he talks with a very thick Scottish accent. He catches himself and resumes the southern accent, but he still uses some weird slang and words I have never heard. I come around to give him his food, and he starts talking about Europe being overrun by Muslims. He tells me about his girlfriend in Stockholm. I ask him why he's trucking in the United States with a girlfriend overseas. He says, I'm not a trucker, lad. I finally paid off my animals. I'm moving them to a farm in Texas. He tells me about his farm and a, quote, collective he's starting there. 
I try to just end the conversation because I have shit to do. He says, you know what, lad? You seem cool. He reaches into his shirt pocket and pulls out a stack of index cards. Each one has a bunch of handwritten shit on it. It's a list of handwritten YouTube links. Thanks, man. I'll check this out. You won't regret it. If you work at it, I know you'll find the way to my ranch. Uh, all right, dude. He drops the burger wrapper on the counter and asks me to throw it out for him. I notice he has put the burger straight into his messenger bag with no wrapper. On my break later, I'm talking shit with the janitor. The janitor says the guy left the burger in the shower. I show him the index card and we start looking up the videos. The first few are Protocols of Zion, Jewish Invasion, etc. We start making fun of him. The last link is different though. It's a link to one of the female employees' YouTube channel. Less than 200 views, and it's literally just a vlog. I text her and ask if she knows the guy or anybody fitting his description. She says she has no idea. I was creeped out, but I never see the guy again. A few months later, the girl goes missing, and I tell the police about this guy, but they never find her. I still wonder. Another anonymous user posted, Some details change to preserve anonymity. As if I didn't, it would be pretty easy to figure out who I am if anybody I knew saw this. When I was a kid, about 16, this dude I worked with was always a little off. I suspect he was on the spectrum, but it was subtle enough that you'd only really notice if you talked to him for a while or if you worked with him. I'd find him in the freezer sometimes, and when I'd go in to grab product to put out, he'd just be sitting there on a crate, staring at the wall, wearing nothing but a t-shirt and jeans, not moving a fucking muscle, in 32 degree Fahrenheit. Wouldn't even look at me as I collected what I needed. This was in sharp contrast to how I'd find him staring at me while I worked. I know for a fact that he wasn't gay, as he was often quite openly homophobic. We'd often get students from the school I went to at the time. This group of girls I recognized would come in a lot. They were all freshmen, about 14 years old. My coworker was in his 30s, I'm guessing. I never actually found out his exact age. I'm guessing I would always catch him looking at the girls as they would shop around. One time I was working near him and I looked up to see a group of girls leaving the store. You know, Anon, he said, someday I'm going to get a piece of that ass. I looked over at him, ready to cuss him out because he was a grown-ass man lusting over a 14-year-old when I noticed he was fingering his knife. His eyes are dead, yet laser-focused. Yeah, he says, a real piece. It was so comically fucked up that I almost didn't believe he really just said that. But not as fucked up as this other time. One day, we were unloading a truck. One of those ones with a big roller door. A 16-wheeler. My coworker breaks the dead silence to ponder out loud 
what it would be like to slam the door on someone's neck. He starts going on about how many slams it would take to decapitate someone and what it would look like after. He's monologuing at this point, really going into detail. Later, a girl from the same school as me started working at the store. We weren't super close friends or anything, and we didn't really talk outside of work or really at work either. I noticed that my coworker, we're just going to call him Dave, he takes a liking to Jess. Jess outwardly displays no reaction, but I get the feeling that she's creeped out. Dave did, after all, have the habit of silently staring at people, never breaking visual contact, even when you noticed him. It was 3 a.m. one night, and I was deep into a game of Civ. It was my day off, and I got a text from Jess. This is weird, I thought. This is literally the first time she's ever texted me. Hey, Anon, she says. Can I ask you a huge favor? Yeah. What's up? Can you come into work tomorrow? Closing shift? It's kind of my day off, though. Yeah, I know, but I would really appreciate it. Why do you want me to come in? Well, I'm supposed to be closing alone with Dave, and to be honest, he scares me. I know we don't really talk, but I trust you a hell of a lot more than Dave. Got it, I said. I'll come in. Dave seemed really, really angry that he wasn't going to be closing alone with Jess. For Dave, this didn't mean yelling or throwing shit. You could just feel the anger radiating off of him. This honestly creeped me out more than anything else he did, including the next part. Jess cornered me in a secluded part of the store and quietly asked if I would drive her home. She usually walked but didn't feel safe walking home with Dave anywhere nearby. I obliged. Dave watched me as I walked her to my car. He just stood there in front of the locked door to the store as we walked away. On the drive to her place, I noticed a car that had been behind us for a little too long. I made three right turns and the car didn't follow, but once I got back on the correct route, it reappeared. I eventually dropped Jess off and just before she shut the door, I told her to text me if she noticed anything strange. One night at about 2 a.m., I got a knock on my door. My mother was already out of town and it was just me in the house. I was already a little tense. Knocks late at night are never anything good, and this one sure wasn't. This fucker Dave is standing outside my door, staring straight at the peephole. Fuck no, I was not about to answer the door. I ran to my mom's room to grab a gun, purely on instinct, but he was gone when I got back. I watched TV the rest of the night with an AR-15 in my lap. Dave never showed back up at work. He did a lot more creepy shit than what I wrote here, but a lot of it is boring if you weren't there with the full context and through the eyes of a gay 16-year-old. I have yet to meet anyone who exuded such wrongness. I worked at Whole Foods at 18 years old. I had a coworker. 16 years old. 
We get along because I'm into alien conspiracy and he's into murder mysteries. We hang out a couple days. He starts to let on that he's also interested in the occult. He admits to me that he's really big on serial killer stuff. We normally talked about Aleister Crowley and all the conspiracies, alien and occult surrounding him. He owned a car seat that belonged to some famous murderer. I forget the name. The seat was where the victim sat when he was picking them up. That's what he told me, at least. I always played it off as awesome and cool so that he would keep talking. I was smart enough to not get in a car with him or be alone with him. While he was bagging someone's groceries, he dropped a small cake on the floor. And then he... He proceeded to eat the cake off the ground in front of everyone. He explains that he's eaten stuff out of the trash before. One day during lunch, we buy out food at the register. He pulls out his wallet, and there's orange hair inside the main pocket. He is a brunette. He sees me looking, and he says, Oh, that's that's my uh, roommate's hair. He just, um, he, they, uh, they gave it to me in exchange for a book. I played it off, but literally I never talked to him ever again after that. He was getting really fucking weird. I swear he was a serial killer in the making. This is the last one, you guys. I told you this was going to be a long one. Hope you enjoy. If you don't enjoy, fucking let me know. Fuck it. Send me an email. Okay. This is from Demon Room Anon. Be me, 22, working security for the local Walmart. Since I was the new guy, they gave me the graveyard shift. My boss gave me camera duty since the only people going to the store during those hours are new parents or druggies. Notice the time was almost 3 a.m. when a very tall, skinny man comes in. He almost looks like a basketball player. I see he's looking for someone to help him, probably just one of those new parents looking for formula. No one helps him for what seems like a half hour. I decide to just go help him myself since no one else was going to. Not like I had anything else going on. I go down to the aisle and I can't find him. I go to the greeter. She was a slightly older woman named Angie. Angie, did you see this tall guy come in? Angie looks at me with a weird look. No one's come in since I started my shift like an hour ago. I tell her I saw the dude on the cameras looking for someone to help him. And again, she stares at me weirdly. The only door open is the one I'm at, dear. Perhaps you've just been up a bit too long? I think, yeah, yeah. Well, she's probably right. I told her, and I decided to probably just, you know, go back to my station. I'm back at the cameras, and I notice the man isn't there anymore. As in, he fucking vanished. I rewind, and there's not a trace that he ever existed. I think rationally for a second that maybe he either found what he was needed or he just left entirely. I just didn't see him because it was a long walk from his aisle to my station, so like, whatever. I think nothing of it and decide to go back to my usual routine of watching videos and drinking the cruddy coffee someone's always made for the overnight crew. At about 3.30, I notice a familiar sight. The tall man came back. What the fuck? 
This time, he's in a completely different part of the store. A section he could not get to without me at least noticing him walk by. Not even Angie seemed to notice. Not even Ronald, the cashier, seemed to notice. No one seemed to notice this man walk into the store. The man again seems to be looking for something. This time, he grabs something off the shelf, and he begins to inspect it. Just a box of cereal, nothing more, nothing less. The man seemingly gets frustrated, and he begins to hit himself with the box. What the fuck is he doing? I know this is where I'm supposed to jump in, so I run to his aisle to stop him. He sees me, and I say, what are you doing? Are you okay? Do you need some help? He says, yeah. I need food for my child. This food, it is not suitable for my baby. Okay, I can help you. I can take you to the baby food section, okay? Just don't hit yourself anymore, all right? The man nods to me, and we begin to walk towards the baby aisle. My walkie-talkie goes off, and it's Ronald calling me. Hey, Emma, can you help me with the stacking? I think I threw my back out. Ronald, can it wait? I'm with a customer. He said, come on, man. My back feels like it's broken. I rolled my eyes, and I looked back at the tall man. Knowing I was making a huge mistake, I told the man that if, if I could have him wait for me just a minute to help a colleague, I would be right back. The man sat directly on the floor and said, I can wait. Weird, but... Whatever. I go help Ronald like fucking clockwork. The man is gone. God damn it. I knew I shouldn't have left him alone. I look around the store, but I can't find him. I go check the baby section and nothing. Maybe it means he just left. I let out a sigh of exasperation. I decide to just go back again to my boring station. If he was dangerous, he would have hurt someone by now. Back at my station, it's almost 4 a.m. now, and my shift ends at 6. Night was just not very eventful at all. Just as I say that, the man once again pops up on my screen. Alright, what the fuck? I decide this time to not even wait for him to do something, and I just go to him. He was in the electronics section now. And as I got up to begin my long walk over to the section he was in, I saw it. He wasn't looking at anything in the section. He was looking at the camera. No, he was looking at me. I know it sounds stupid, but the way he stared at the camera, I knew he wasn't just staring at the ether. He was looking straight at me. This is officially skipped being an uneventful night. I go to the electronics and I meet the man again. Hey, did you find what you needed? Yeah, my baby is well fed now. Okay, good. Um, did you, like, need anything else? Blue man. He called me as such because, well, I was wearing blue. Do you watch me? He asked. What? Do you watch me from there? From the orb in the sky? You mean the security camera? Yeah. 
Well, as it's, you know, it's a part of my job, so, uh, yeah. I do. Are you with them, Blue Man? With who? I ask. The men who see through black lenses. Who? The men who see through black lenses. They see me. They watch me. They follow me. You mean like people wearing sunglasses? Black lenses. They are always following me. Always watching me. For my child. I was going to call for a loony bin transport, but then the man continued. The men who see things through black lenses want my child, blue man. And why do they want your baby, sir? At this point, I was just indulging in his ramblings in hope that he would walk out of the store. He said that his child was in fact not from this planet, but from another planet far from ours. Our planet is not very special, Blue Man. But we have secrets. Secrets that are not to be known by your planet. Like what? The man looked at me. Blue Man, if I tell you, you too will have men with black lenses looking for you. I said, I'll take my chances. But the man obviously took this very seriously. Blue Man, I shall trust you. I felt like this guy was insane, but for some reason I was kind of excited to hear these new secrets. Blue man, do you know of your moon? Uh, yeah. It is not your moon. My people gave it to you. We allowed for gravity to be given to you. Through our transportation methods and advanced science, we were able to make it an artificial moon for you so that you may be able to stabilize your evolution. You mean like, you guys were ancient aliens? Yeah, we're the ones you speak of in legend and folklore. We have traveled to help other species, other races, to evolve from primitive beings to what you are today. Humoring him still, I ask, okay, why would your people go through so much trouble to get my people out of the primitive stages? To prepare you. For the Great Awakening. The great truth. The what? The great awakening, blue man. The time where all truth, all secrets, all legends are to be revealed in the universe. To all living life forms. To give them a higher sense of self. Okay, but that doesn't really answer why you would need to advance us at a higher rate than what would, like, regularly happen. Because... Those species that are too primitive will either die from shock or be so enraged at the great truth that they will kill each other in wars. At this point, I just decide to lead him towards the door and hopefully he lets me and the store be. The man begins to tell me one last secret. Blue man, remember the men who wear black lenses. They'll one day come for you. You already know too much, too far into the depths. He says he needs to give me something, but he can't seem to find it. I tell him that it's like totally fine and to just go before he attracts the men with the black lenses. He says he will be back once he finds the thing he needs to give me. 
He says the item will protect me from them, and he will show them I'm not a part of his race, but a hopeless bystander. I nod politely and let him be on his way. I tell him if I don't see any black lenses, I'll be sure to tell him. The man doesn't come back that night, and I don't see him for what seems like forever. After that, even though myself I didn't believe this story, I can't lie when I said I didn't notice a lot of black sunglasses around during this time. I feel all around uneasy, but I just chalk it up to that weird sensation your mind has when you slightly consider something that has to be true, even though you know that there's no possible way. Fast forward about a month later. I'm no longer the new guy, but I request to be put on the night shift since it's not only easier on my already messed up sleep schedule, but it's also just way easier to deal with than having crazy rednecks or moms to deal with during the daytime. Just sitting around until about 3 a.m. A familiar sight I haven't seen in a long time decided to stroll in. The tall, skinny man comes back. Fuck, here we go again. I decide to go greet him, since I think he would remember me and be able to talk him down again. I got to his aisle, where I notice he seems even more frantic. Blue man, I have the item for your safety. I tell him to keep it and make sure to give it to me some other time. He looks away, distraught. Blue man, please, you must let me give you this. I tell him I'll take the gift once I go help another customer. In reality, I just went to go call some local sheriff to take him to a ward, since it was obviously this guy needed help. The whole walk over there, I could feel his gaze, his presence, but I shake it off his nerves. What was I nervous of? <laughs> Hell if I know, I just was. As I get to the camera room and I grab my phone to dial up the sheriff, I notice something that made my skin crawl. The man wasn't there. It made me feel so damn anxious. I don't know why since he has vanished before, but this time it felt so much more eerie. I shake it off and begin to dial the number until I heard a voice behind me. Blue man. I fucking froze. I just full on stopped consciously moving. Hell, it felt like my soul had left my body out of fear. I turned to see this tall skinny man in the security room with me. This tiny room with a man who I was just sure was insane. I was sure he was going to kill me. Blue man, I must give you this. Take it. It will protect you. I noticed a small white card. Nothing on it but the word sleep. S-L-E-E-P. He bends over and he hands it to me and I see it. I see he's also carrying carrier there's no way he's got something in there right and then i hear small noises coming from the carrier my heart nearly bursts out of my chest is this guy real that's an actual baby where the fuck did he get a baby is it his did he did he kidnap it as i say it the man runs off and i never see him again not even in the fucking cameras once again, he just vanishes. As soon as I can move, I call the sheriff and tell him to get the fuck down here quick. After I gave my report, nothing seemingly came of it. No one has ever seen that man before or after. 
I even asked the sheriff if there were any reports of children missing in the area. The sheriff was a friend of my mother's, and he didn't mind telling me. As far as he knew, no one had reported any children missing, especially not a baby. As I said, no one has ever seen the man after, but from what has been told to me, it's almost like until a month ago he never existed. I didn't believe anything he told me that day, but for some reason, it still shakes me. The way he spoke with such certainty, the fact that he almost recited it all from memory without even ever once missing a beat, and the card that I've tried researching and I found nothing, and the baby and the carrier. All of the shit, I can't fucking shake it. I've been in the middle of an armed robbery during the night shift, but... I have seen hobos fight to the death in front of the store, but nothing has ever come close to the sheer level of anxiety and uneasiness that man gave me. The pick is the card that he gave me. I still keep it in my wallet as proof that that night happened. Thanks for reading. If you want to see the picture, it will be on our Instagram. This was an extra long mini episode, so it was like a medium sode. But anyway, um, thank you for listening. Wow, I'm going through puberty. <clears throat> thank you for listening. I'm going to go eat Chinese food finally. Tune in on Sunday for a full-length episode. I love you so much. Don't forget to drink water. Goodbye.